Welcome everyone to the third episode of The Cuckoo's Nest. This is Stephanie of Stephanie and Amelia from Between Two Birds. Today's episode is going to be a bit of a two-part situation. The first part, I will just be referencing the book I've been reading, um, Complex PTSD by Pete Walker. And then after that, we're going to switch to a short little article that I came across in my reading today. So what I wanted to share today, the focus of um, complex PTSD for me is the fact that basically a child's calls for attentions are, you know, routinely ignored. That's part of just the childhood. There's no connection or help. And basically my inner child feels like you know, there's just so much fear that I don't know how to manage. And I usually give up emotionally and just succumb to all of these depressed feelings. And this is all explained in the book, but that's basically where the core of it comes from. And it doesn't mean anything about how I was raised and whatever. I don't really want to get into that. It just means that as of today, knowing that about myself, it means it takes a lot more for me to feel safe and comfortable, and um, it's hard to be vulnerable, essentially. But along those lines, um, there's this inner critic. So as I am feeling all of this fear and insecurity, I you know, just want to be assuaged. I just want to feel safe. I want someone to tell me, and maybe that has to be me one day, um, that everything's going to be all right. Now, the inner critic, unfortunately, is not nice. And again, it's just the constant um, negative self-talk. You know, Stephanie, you're not living up to your potential. You can do better. Um, Whatever you do is not good enough. And I know, unfortunately, that dialogue has spilled out into maybe my friendships, my personal relationships. And, um, you know, being aware is the first step. I definitely recognize that. But I definitely have goals for myself about how to eventually get out of that self-talk. But um, the... The one thing that really has kept me behind is this fact that I'm always thinking it's all or nothing, that I have to be perfect. And I'd like to think that there are some listeners here who have also had feelings of perfectionism and strive for it when in reality that doesn't exist. Perfect is a very subjective concept. Um, And, you know, you can always, always attack something, criticize something. And what's sad for me is that most of the time I'm attacking myself. I'm attacking my own work and my own efforts. And I don't take compliments very well because I don't believe them. This will be the first time I say that to more than myself. And I don't believe any of the compliments that people give me. you know, I know people say these things and I just, I can't even repeat them right now. It's hard to even say anything positive about myself right now. And, um, that is something that I have to work on. I have to work on affirmations. I have to work on telling myself that my bad days do not define me. And it's hard. Then next in terms of how to heal from all of this is the fact that Well, here on page 100 of the uh, paperback version of Complex PTSD, it says, Emotional abandonment is healed by the type of real intimacy that we have been discussing. And this is in Chapter 5, so we've we've skipped a lot. 
Um, but we'll come back to that later. But it says, and once again, real intimacy depends on us showing up in times of vulnerability. Deep level recovering occurs when we successfully connect with a safe enough other during the flashback times of feeling trapped in the fear, shame, and depression of the abandonment melange. Now, that's a little uh, dramatic. And to be honest, I think Pete Walker spends quite a bit of his time in the book um, trying to convince you that you are whatever you're feeling is validated and that your diagnosis is validated. So this is definitely not a book for the tough work. This is just to really teach me the, the basics. Um, but okay, everything up until now has been coming from that book and has been coming from Pete Walker's kind of point of view. But today I came across an article, um, and it basically discussed a study and it's all about perfectionism. So that's great. And let me read you the title. It sucks. <laughs> it's a new study highlights the destructive link between perfectionism and depressive symptoms. It's by Eric W. Dolan, um, published on SciPost, PSY, Post, P-O-S-T. And it's dated July 3rd, 2020. Anyways, it's really short. It references a study um, and it's titled, let's see, why does perfectionism confer risk for depressive symptoms? A meta-analytic test of the mediating role of stress and social disconnection. Now I haven't read this study, but, um, <laughs> this, uh, author has pulled out some really interesting facts and here's a quote, um, by the study author Martin M. Smith. He's on Twitter, apparently, at Martin M. Smith, and he's a lecturer at York St. John University. So here's his quote. Um, he says, Perfectionism is, Perfectionism is neither healthy, positive, adapted, or functional. Rather, it is a serious issue that can cause profound psychological harm. As such, if a reader is struggling with perfectionism, I encourage them to speak to a mental health professional. There is no pill that can treat perfectionism. That said, there is compelling evidence that perfectionism is treatable, especially in the context of long-term psychotherapies. And these don't sound like you know terrible examples because, again, I don't have those. Um, but it's more that no matter what effort I put in, it's never going to be enough. So I am actually of the camp where I end up procrastinating and I end up not doing anything because I say to myself like, well, whatever, even if I put my heart and soul into this project, it's not going to be what I want. And in my head, I've envisioned this beautiful thesis of something and I, you know, it's not done or, you know, my point's not getting across and I'm just like, well, whatever, this sucks anyway. So why continue working on it? And in reality, when I was a student, <laughs> it's like, well, Stephanie, you have to. There's a deadline. <laughs> um, so that that's a very innocent way of how this has kind of affected my life. But this is what I deal with. Um, it's 
hard because I have this diagnosis, but it explains nothing. Um, it literally tells you, yeah, you're going to be misdiagnosed with all sorts of other disorders and you're going to exhibit symptoms of everything in the book. And in reality, you're just going to have to work through it and really get to the core of your emotions and realize that you can unlearn all of this. And as of today on uh, 4th of July, which is the very there's a lot of history on this date is the least of what I'll say. Um, it's just hard to think that, oh, yay, I can get through this, that just unpacking it is like, what does unpacking mean? <laughs> um, anyways, I've again, followed up with a longer episode, but I'd love to get feedback from you all. Um, I'm available at between two birds podcast at gmail.com. If you all want to message me personally, if you know me, that's great. Um, I'm willing to take this podcast anywhere it takes me, really. Um, I'd like to bring on some guests, and hopefully the Between Two Birds series will also be focusing on mental health moving forward. And yeah, we're moving forward with everything. So thanks for riding along with us, and I'll be back soon. Thanks, everyone. Thank you.